This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. And as the war in Ukraine expands, so is China's diplomatic outreach. You see, Beijing has turned on the charm. It's on a diplomatic blitz of sorts, a bit to win back friends globally. That's right. Beijing wants to be friends again with the world. Its leader and diplomats are trotting the globe, trying to acquire new international partners. You see, the aggressive wolf warrior rhetoric is gone. And in its place, there is a warmer tone, a promise of cooperation. Over the next few minutes, we dissect China's actions and try to understand the intentions behind them. You see, it all started in December 2022. That is when China appointed a new foreign minister, King Gang, the former Chinese envoy to the United States, with over a quarter of a million Twitter followers. Since his elevation to the post of foreign minister, he has embarked on a series of foreign visits, also a series of calls with China's partners. He started out with the African continent, as China's most new foreign ministers do. And this was a five-nation tour with stopovers in Ethiopia, Angola, Gabon, Benin, and Egypt. He reaffirmed China's partnership with all five countries and returned back to the mainland in late January this year. And since then, in what is a more strategically important endeavor, he has telephoned numerous state leaders in a bid to shore up, also enhance bilateral ties. And this telephone diplomacy includes countries like Malaysia, Argentina, the Netherlands, Belgium, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, Japan. Let's just take this one at a time. On the 17th of January, he spoke with the Malaysian counterpart, Zamri Abdul Khadir. These talks revolved around implementation of the BRI projects. And the same month, he dialed Argentina's foreign minister, Santiago Cafero. The two officials promised backing each other's sovereignty issues. And this was followed by a call with Saudi Arabia's foreign minister, Prince Faisal bin Farhan al Saud. And reports say the two discussed the desire to build a China Gulf free trade zone. King Gang's foreign engagement push also included a call with the Dutch deputy PM and the foreign minister, Wopke Hoekstra. The two officials reached a consensus to strengthen relations, also increase engagement. And then on the 2nd of February, he held a phone call with the Japanese foreign minister, Hayashi Yoshimasa. The two apparently discussed the desire to have amicable relations. And the same day, the minister spoke to the Turkish foreign minister as well. Reports say Kavasoglu reiterated support for bilateral relations and adherence to the One China principle. So these were the Chinese foreign minister's engagements. And then we have the Chinese president. In the last two months, he has met at least four world leaders. The Russian president, Vladimir Putin, the Spanish leader, Pedro Sanchez, the Singaporean prime minister, Lee Sen Lung, 
and the Malaysian Prime Minister as well. All four meetings affirmed Beijing's interest in presenting itself as the new force in international relations. So in a nutshell, China wants an image makeover. It wants the world to see it as a gentle giant. I'm not saying this. The Chinese president himself is saying this. In fact, in June 2021, he had asked senior leaders to rebuild China's global reputation, you know, to portray China as a trustworthy, lovable, respectable country. This message was a big shift from China's wolf warrior diplomacy. You know, those brash and hyper-aggressive diplomats named after a series of nationalistic Chinese action films. They were considered a reflection of a combative China under Xi Jinping. And these diplomats denounced any criticism of China in public. Brash responses, hostile language became common. Have a look at this survey. Over the last 20 years, researchers saw a marked shift in speeches from China's foreign ministry. Before 2012, not more than 10% of the speeches were combative and hostile. But in 2019 and 2020, more than 25% of the statements were hostile. Xi Jinping wants to put an end to this. He wants to repair the harm done by years of wolf warrior style of diplomacy. He wants to fix ties that were ruptured due to this policy. But it seems India does not feature in Xi Jinping's list of countries he wants to win back. And here's why I say this. Have a look at this report. China has renamed over 11 places in Arunachal Pradesh. It claims these places are in South Tibet. The changed names include those of mountain peaks, rivers, and residential areas. Now remember, this is the third time China has unilaterally renamed places in Arunachal Pradesh. It last did this in April 2017, and again in December 2021. And that's not even all. China also released a map that showed parts of Arunachal Pradesh inside the southern Tibetan region. A region that Beijing refers to as Zhangnan. This also includes a town close to the state capital of Itanagar. The names were released on Sunday by China's Ministry of Civil Affairs. The Global Times mentioned all of this in a propaganda piece. How do we view this development? And why has China renamed these places? Why is it trying to provoke India? Perhaps because it sees India as the only regional heavyweight that can counter its dominance. So we are not surprised that India is not on China's list of countries that it wants to woo. And as for Arunachal Pradesh, it is, it has, and will always be an integral part of India. Giving invented Chinese names to Indian regions does not mean that they become Chinese.